0: How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now.
1: Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious,
2: all-powerful character. A problem to the police, but a of for law. Well, all right, I'll make some
0: gestures, too. Oh all right, everybody. All right. Hi, everybody. Right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Comic Line. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. And I'm Tiffany. Today's topic is about nostalgia, specifically whether it is good, bad, or maybe someplace in between for the comic book industry. Uh, I'm going to hinge it specifically on the DC Rebirth event and how it kind of harkens back to nostalgia and how it the whole damn thing hinges on... Uh, readers expectations and tapping into the 18 to 45 year old demographic it is something that we all feel for one thing or another comic book fans especially Mm. as a veteran comic book fan i can tell you that i have nostalgia for things i didn't even experience because growing up they would always these comics would refer to events that happened decades before i got there and as a reader, I always—it's funny—I I hear about how everyone talks. New readers feel like they're left out. Mm-hmm. You know, they always feel like there's there's no gr- good place to get their footing, yes. and they feel like they're left out of the industry or they're left out of the world, and so they need a good jumping on point. For me, I always saw that as a challenge. I was like, I want to be part of that universe. I want to be part of this world, this greater tapestry they keep referring to. And then when I would find it, because it was at a time when all comics kind of similarly were similarly written, mm-hmm. it didn't feel dated. You know, it wasn't like okay, go out and read a book from thirty years ago, and then it's like, oh, I am very aware that I'm reading a book from thirty <laughs> years ago. G. Right, Willikers. It was, will, it was now, in
1: the transition from maybe some of the campier, or less serious to more stuff, modern, to more modern style expectations
0: in style of writing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. So uh, for me, it was always a challenge,
1: but I definitely
0: loved the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Though I must say, I feel like when I was reading books,
1: more things were being created than referred to. If that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like that's difficult to quantify. Right. But uh, not having read comics at that time, yeah. I take your word for it, that, <laughs> that could be the case. Yeah, that's how it felt, anyway. Yeah. I mean,
0: it could be that it was just like, it was rehashing old stuff. Mm-hmm. But even if it was rehashing, I feel like it was clothed in originality mm-hmm. and it wasn't celebrating its nostalgia. It wasn't like, hey, remember these books from 30 years ago?
1: As compared to now.
0: As a, As saying. compared to now. Because mm-hmm. now... The, the comic book industry feels like every time that they try to be original, they react and go, oh, well, they didn't want that. So here's what you remember. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it feels.
3: Okay. But when does nostalgia go from being nostalgia to just being lazy?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Or pandering. Or both.
0: hmm
3: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and, I mean, to me, the potential drawback for nostalgia... Uh, or relying too heavily on it is what you already mentioned. It makes it more impenetrable mm. um, for the reader. So, I, I, or for the new reader, so I can imagine it's kind of like they're doing it for the bottom line. Mm. Like most of the people buying comics are people who already read comics. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, well, we can make more money if we if we uh, if we if sell we, if we pander to yeah, if we pander we to give our... the people what they want right or to, what they to, think to, they to they be want. more generous with it yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But is that
2: costing you in the long term. That's the question. Mm. Is nostalgia good or bad? Mm-hmm. Uh, go how, how many stories can you really continue to tell before you do have to rehash things, before you have to restart a universe, before you have to sell origin stories again, before mm-hmm. you have to try and bring new people on board?
0: That's a good devil's advocate, although I would counter that by saying, like, how many times can you tell Spider-Man's origin <laughs> before mm. everyone is like, we get it? Well,
2: especially <laughs> cinematic-wise.
1: Right. And but... So from that perspective, it's not lazy, it's just... There's only so many a finite number of ways to tell a story.
3: Right, but I think that there's a yeah. distinct difference between nostalgia and a reboot.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, like, look at, uh, look at uh, the New 52. You know, full reboot, mm-hmm. kind of, unless you were Green Lantern or Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, also, highest-selling books. Mm-hmm. Pretty much in DC's history. Right. And while DC Rebirth is selling well capitalizing on nostalgia, A, it's still set in the New 52, Mm -hmm. and B,
1: it isn't selling quite as well as the New 52. So you're saying that uh, DC Rebirth, you feel more depends on redoing stuff from the past, whereas New 52, even though it was borrowing some things from the past, it was more different from the storylines that had come before.
0: Yeah, I think the New 52 was more different than the stories that had come before, although, I gotta argue, like... You know, it was it was more of an opportunity, I think, for them to be like, "Let's do some of these things over again." And I got to tell you, a fan reaction I, I was most deafening when it was referring to or mm-hmm. capitalizing on something that came before. Right. You know, when it, they were like,
3: "Oh, they're referring to this." In a positive or in a negative. In a positive. Okay. Right.
0: No, I don't think anyone was like, "They're doing the thing again." <laughs> that thing I liked. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? Right. Well, then, Unless it was like Batman's origin, which I complain heavily
3: about. Right. Then maybe the issue isn't if nostalgia is good. Maybe if it's if the pursuit of nostalgia is good. Because when nostalgia is done correctly, I think it, it tends to always be positive. I think it's always something that uh, people enjoy. You know, like, yeah. the thing about nostalgia is you're nostalgic for it. You enjoy it. Yes. You, you, it's something that, it's like... Well, you
0: remember it fondly. Exactly. Yeah. Though, if I were to go back and watch, like, Thundercats, for right. example, it's
3: Horrible. No, exactly. But maybe the issue is is when a company pursues nostalgia incorrectly and it doesn't capture that moment and instead just feels lazy. And mm-hmm. that's where we run into trouble is the attempt at it.
2: Right. Well, is DC Rebirth really just capitalizing on the image of nostalgia or are they trying to recapture the essence of it? Uh, would we say that they're doing a good job of... Go ahead. So is DC Rebirth really just uh, taking nostalgia and saying, hey, we're going to slap the characters in some of their old costumes and make them feel like they're their old selves, mm-hmm. but we're still going to tell new stories? Or is it really they're just rehashing some of the stuff? Oh, no, it's
0: your first point, which is, I think, a well-executed version of that. But I got to tell you, like, new, like, DC Rebirth, right? It starts, and it's hinged on what's the big thing everyone's talking about with DC Rebirth? It's the Watchmen connection.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And they did new Watchmen stories completely original new Watchmen stories which while they put all their effort into them were not very well received Mm -hmm. overall Mm -hmm. by and large there were a couple of gems but overall most people were like rejected them Mm -hmm. and said it wasn't as as good as as the source material now we're gonna do more Watchmen Mm -hmm. and we're gonna tie we're gonna do something new with it but we're still gonna capitalize on this book from 1986
3: right but i don't know i don't know if i would count that as nostalgia i think in, in a sense that is almost something new you know that that connecting bridge is something they've never done before
0: yeah but the visuals
3: of like oh dr manhattan there he is i saw him
1: like, I remember
0: when right. he
3: was
1: in the... When he was in the Watchmen book. Right. But, like,
3: is it is it the anticipation <laughs> of, like, seeing Dr. Manhattan and, and, I guess, the nostalgia of that, or is it really the anticipation of seeing him interact with beloved characters such as Superman and Batman?
0: I mean, that's definitely what it is. I think that everyone want, everyone just wants to know... Since everyone knows Do- or thinks they know Dr. Manhattan, they, like, just can't wait to see him interact yeah. With, yeah. The, with the universe that, now, you know...
3: for me, I think that DC's attempt at nostalgia, I think, is best exemplified in Superman from Rebirth.
0: Yes. Yes.
3: Like that for me is the like okay we heard you. Right. And though people do enjoy New 52 Superman there is a contingent out there who truly miss it. And prefer it. Yeah Yeah. absolutely. But there's another contingent who was like that's not my Superman I want the guy I remember. Right. And I think that is where we could definitely like pinpoint the nostalgia factor. And I'm I'm just going to point to a couple of other characters we could probably discuss as well. Hmm. The Flash. Yep. uh, Green Lantern. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman and in terms of her origins
0: right Mm -hmm. Batman
3: has gone
0: Batman is like well we just he, he just he does it all Everything that you liked happened and everything that you... Exactly. And and we'll just keep doing Well, he just keeps getting more stories, so we can tell whatever we want.
3: But I think in terms of of Flash, in particular, there was an outcry.
0: Oh, yeah, DC Rebirth, like, that first issue when we bring back Wally West was a big response to... But that was more like old readers and their perceived majority...
3: Yes, um. but I still think that's nostalgia, though, the 100%. Like, that's DC's perception of nostalgia. Like, okay, we hear that people miss this character. Even though we're attempting to build new characters, we're attempting to build new stories, it's clear you want this. We're not just going to throw the other one out, mm-hmm. but, like, we're going to bring you back to it. Remember those stories? Mm-hmm. You remember, like, when we had Wally West and he was running around and he was doing all kinds of things?
0: Yeah. yeah. I like that because I remember it. <laughs>
3: And that's not saying it's necessarily incorrect, especially with how they handled it. Mm -hmm. In which they're like, no, it's just there's like lots of flashes right Yeah.
1: Right. Like, they they
3: didn't just like, meh, get out of here.
1: So the question then is, is that a, you know, people like that, people want that, but not all people. So is that as a new reader, is that, like, alienating? Because you're getting this moment in a book and it's a huge reveal and you're like, what? Who is that? <laughs> yeah. I <Like,
0: laughs> well, just started reading a year, year ago.
1: Isn't there already a Wally West?
0: Right. <laughs> like, What's yeah. funny,
3: though, is in, in a weird way, that, like, this nostalgia factor, mm-hmm. right, is almost like a trial by fire for these new readers. Yeah. You know, like, those yeah. who have never <laughs> experienced a crisis before, those who yeah. don't understand, like, the intense changes that can come within, like, a, a shared universe such as yeah. this. You know, this is like a... Hey, listen, you better get used to this. Yeah, because your
0: favorite <laughs> thing that was brand new to you, it's gonna go away and yeah. be replaced by something from 30 years ago. Right,
3: also, point. your but, favorite thing happens to be something that causes change all the time right. if you're talking yeah. about Flash.
1: Yeah, that's true. Also, yeah. critical plot points are not going to make any sense to you because <laughs> you're, you're not steeped in right. 70 years of comic lore.
0: Well,
2: right. And unfortunately, when it's not incorporated into the story and they say, oh, we'll just check out this old issue or remember when this happened mm-hmm. back, blah, blah, blah. That is incredibly alienating. I think that I th- but
0: like
1: I, think I always thought that if saw that as it's a, a, a signpost it's better right. than and if I, something just hadn't even I was acknowledge say, that it's a reference but
2: should be explained in the story if it's good storytelling then it should be explained in what's going on and oh, sometimes it's it. not
3: I think that's a fine line that you walk there because then those who know that are just like oh my god you're just wasting panel space mm. trying to explain to this contingent of new readers that I don't even know necessarily exists at least with the box and nowadays you go online you can look up on Wikipedia or whatever like a quick summary of what happened and be like okay
0: all right cool if i want
3: to go grab that maybe i will right but But like at least i have a little context now a little
2: context but at the same time if you want to read a book if you have your issue in front of you Mm -hmm. and in order to understand it you have to go someplace else yeah that's detracting from the story
3: i guess i mean like my phone's in my hand at all times and i often even read comics digitally yeah so like I can easily switch from one to the other if I really need to know something. I would not every weekend.
1: I would say right Most. now, at this point in history, it's the easiest it's ever been to go back and look up stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, for me, when I was growing up and it was just comic book
0: stores yeah. and it had and it, they did this a lot more back then than they do now, where mm-hmm. they would say like, see issue like two sixty eight. Right. For what he's talking about. And then I'd be like, Okay, and then I go to the comic book store and I look for two sixty eight, and if it was a critical issue, mm-hmm. it was usually like marked higher price, so it was a little yeah. harder to get. But then it was for me, it was like, oh, I'm all, but I want to know what happens. So it, was know? Like a... I...
1: it was like a treasure hunt. Yes, it was like an adventure. It was, and, know, and like, and that sounds kind of silly yeah. and lame, but like right.
0: also, and, and it is alienating in that regard because like if I'm a kid, yeah. I don't have eight dollars to spend on a backish, a single back issue, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah, yeah. but now. I can get it for like two bucks online. I mean, right. now it's like I wish that there were more like annotations in the books that like referred to things that you could go back and get because it's, like it's easier than ever. Like you said, yeah, good. like yeah. it's it's it it is easier than ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can imagine like when I was the age that you were when you started reading comics. Yeah, to me, I I would have. You Yes, yeah, so I'm like, like, screw you, 268. Insane. No, this is yeah. ridiculous. I'm not going to I'm not gonna put this much effort into trying to figure this out. I mean, I was a huge Star Wars fan. I was going to say, like, <laughs> that stuff drove me crazy when I was reading <laughs> See, now that's interesting. Star Wars novels. Yeah. And they're making references to other novels I hadn't read and to comic books yes. that I was not aware of. Yeah. And it, it was, like, maddening. And it was almost, like, I almost gave up yeah. because it was so frustrating because there were so many, like, plot points that hinged on it. So... Comics it would seem like it would be like ten times. Oh, it's like it's that exact away. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But now I Google everything. So now I don't know. If I was a kid growing up now, maybe I would be more Willing to, 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 oh, to yeah. go through that? Well, I think it'd yeah. be second nature at that point. I, I don't know who that is. Boom.
0: There right. it is. Okay, never mind.
3: I think there's also another element to nostalgia that we want to discuss before we kind of wrap this whole thing up. But mm-hmm. not just in, like, direct character. Um, like, you know, we change this character's origin. We change his character's identity. Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think also DC has been experimenting. And I, I'm just going to point to Superman in particular. Um in the feel of stories like we've seen superman and action comics go through these arcs where it's just like this is very reminiscent of like early superman like maybe a little bit cheesy a little bit americana the last
0: two stories the last two issues of action comics for example were very steeped in like old Mm -hmm. but not like in a like remember this you know, it was it was more like... It was a feel. It was like it was written back then. It was like yeah. they found a script from <laughs> 10 years ago,
1: uh-huh. and which was a little weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to me, that's a very blatant and obvious example of, a, of an appeal to nostalgia. Yeah. It's yeah. the entire style. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the of... art style was also reflective of the mm-hmm. time. And I got to tell you, like, it was kind of hard to read.
0: Yeah. Like, it was, especially in the context of it's, of that series, mm-hmm. to
2: take a, such a hard left yeah. backwards, hmm. it was kind of weird. You're talking about
3: action, right? Action. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, to no. be reading, mm-hmm. like, the current Superman and then go back to action comics and be like... Well, just be reading
3: action. Just be damaged. reading
0: action comics and then for two issues it's it just feels like a book from like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm it like, really did. And because I remember books from 20 years ago I was like, yeah, alright. But like, I was like, yeah, alright. But like, I can't even imagine if I was yeah. like 12 and I just got in I'm like, right. yeah, Superman! I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I've got it all figured out! And it's like, why did this feel so old and weird? Yeah. Like I'd, for, I'd be confused. At least
3: I was aware. Yeah, but at the same mm-hmm. time like I was like, whoa. like yeah. This came out of, out of nowhere but, you know... Being where I am, I guess I like, at least I understood the appeal of it. I understand mm-hmm. like what they were attempting to right. capture right. with. Well, this.
2: good for whoever wants to read this. <laughs> yeah.
3: Very much so, and then I adjusted my monocle and yes. you know Whoa. swirled my brandy. Um, but I've seen them do it in other, like, stories as well. And, and in very positive ways where you, at the end of it you're like, wow, this felt like a really classic insert character story. Yeah. Like, there's not something I can necessarily point to within the story that made me feel that way. It was just something about the overall feel. Yeah. And, like, I've noticed it more and more in, in recent DC. Yeah.
1: I definitely know that exact feeling. And when I encounter that, I really enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I do wonder, I have this complaint about comics constantly, would it be better if there was some sort of indication, of, especially when it's particularly blatant, where there's a couple issues that are just right. totally different than the rest of the series? If there's something there to explain that this is going to be a little different, right. so that you're not just like, "What are they doing?" You right. know, like if if you don't have that background, yeah. when you understand exactly what they're doing immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, to me that would be helpful. I often complain that they don't have. You know, DC doesn't put little explanations at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the We're Marvel struggling. page has that one yeah. page that explains just, the just context. Just a little bit, just a little context yeah. so you can jump on board. Right. So, so t- something like, this is a very special issue or something, I don't know. Well, yeah, some no, of it, it was or a nostalgia it. edition. I, I guess, no, but <laughs> for me, like,
3: all right, in, in <laughs> Superman, there was um uh, a couple of stories that, like, it just felt like a really, like, down-home
0: yes Mm -hmm. like
3: style arc right and for me again that captures that nostalgia that that feeling of like remember like old superman like like this is part of his character right Mm -hmm. but i like to think that for the like the new person coming into this the person who maybe read the new 52 one and and is now here or hasn't read that at all and is just all right what's this all about like i kind of have an idea of superman Mm -hmm. i like to think that if it was effective back when in the day back when it was
0: relevant then
3: it's probably effective now to them as well if done properly like if i'm feeling like that nostalgia and Mm -hmm. that that part of it where i'm just like wow this just feels like a classic story that like they will have that feeling of wow this is really cool like there's like something about it that like they might attach to and like again it's nostalgia done well
0: yeah i hope that's the case i like to think that classic stories that I'm nostalgic for mm-hmm. are classics for a reason. I mean, I always cite like what's a timeless book versus yeah. like an older book, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that obviously that's relative and it's in the behind the beholder. Like some people really don't think Year One is as relevant as I do, you right. know. Right. And so it's, but for me, I'm like, well, that you know that that's contextual. But uh, and you could argue that like it's nostalgia that makes me feel like it might be timeless or it might. I'm like, no, Spawn's timeless. You know, like, no. <laughs> I mean, you, I, feel, I, no, I feel nostalgic for it. Right. Like, there, and there's a... The, nostalgia has both good and bad connotations to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's actually kind of, like, fascinating because, like, nostalgia makes you, you know, feel good about something that happened in the past... And maybe you shouldn't go back and revisit it and just enjoy the feeling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like I like my Thundercats analogy. Was... So the
2: danger of going back <laughs> through and seeing it through your eyes now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and 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 maybe putting it under the scrutiny of modern sensibilities is a is a problem. Um, I was thinking about the tie in with with Watchmen. Remember the cologne that Veidt Industries created mm-hmm. in Watchmen is nostalgia. Yes, and how. Alan Moore, within the pages of Watchmen, warns against like the the alluring fragrance of nostalgia and mm-hmm. how it's really a coverall sure. for like your scent. Yeah, I think that's kind of like relevant today, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> like a book that's thirty years old yeah. is still relevant today. Uh, well, the message and, and it, warns yeah. about nostalgia in and of itself, and that DC is not only using those tropes but using that very that, text yeah. to to gain its to you know. The text often
1: considered sacred right. and untouchable. Oh,
0: and then touches all over it. Yeah. Not only touches it, but like, rips it open and grabs the characters and shoves <laughs> them into a universe that they have no business being in. So, yeah. For some people, I am excited about it, well, despite here... the fact that I
2: think it might be a sacred text. Here's a question that I want to bring up real quick. The idea of nostalgia is something that is old, that we is revisited. Right. Mm-hmm. What if it's something that has been continued? Just like a lot of the comics that we're reading, they have been written continuously throughout the years yeah like Marvel's
0: one continuity exactly so
2: does that feel less nostalgic because you have been getting story after story consistently you've been growing with it versus a story that is stopped that is old yeah that is then restarted
3: i I don't think so because of the fact that you typically have multiple writers and Mm. so people will become nostalgic for a run
0: yes i find that i'm yeah i'm i'm nostalgic for Full stories in DC than I am for Marvel, but mm. there are runs that I am definitely nostalgic for. Well, mm-hmm. certainly
1: the writers uh, are nostalgic because they want to go back to when Spider Man was a was when, a little boy, yeah, <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> not married, uh, unshackled. Well, and that's what's interesting is that like when they get
0: into when people who were readers or were creatives and then become uh, editors or people in positions of power and then they have influence over the books themselves uh their nostalgia will influence the the run mm-hmm. and fundamentally alter the forward momentum that yeah. that run might have or maybe give it the shot in the arm it needs. I think that the, some nostalgia can be used for good, but I wouldn't rely on it. you don't mm-hmm. want it to be a crutch exactly yeah
3: so is that your final say on that? Yeah I
0: say that nostalgia mm-hmm. should should be you know I think that you know we, Leave the past where it is, but uh, it's it's always nice to take a look once in a while. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't use it as my
1: driving force for creative endeavors.
0: All yeah. right,
3: that's fair.
1: I would agree with that. Um, certainly, the, the Alan Moore yeah.
3: perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if <laughs> I'm as cynical as Alan Moore be is, cautious. where he's like, it's it's gross and, and you covered in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's certainly uh, the reason to be to be wary. Um, I, I think to the extent that it stifles. Uh, the creation of new ideas yeah. and new directions, uh, it's its uh, its bad. So yeah. over-reliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, as with many things, too much of a good thing. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Moderation is obviously more. <laughs> uh,
2: personally, I feel like nostalgia has its place. Uh, you should definitely look back on things with uh, fond memories, but the idea of, uh, of a story and a character growing and moving forward is always better than being held in the past. So mm-hmm. I think nostalgia is nice where it is, but in terms of moving forward you know, let the future take its course and let the characters and the stories have their own impact. Create something new and see what comes from it. Even if it's not great, that's a learning experience and you can build off of that better than just relying on the past.
3: Um, Well, I think that um, capturing the sensation or the emotion that you once had, once again, within a book, like whether, not actually just rehashing something old, but like that feeling, that like Mm -hmm. emotion. I think that's positive. I think that's something... That, again, well done, could actually bring new readers into the fold, in a sense, like capturing that feeling. I also think that nostalgia is one of those things that everyone will change their opinion on as they grow older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the opinions I have now, if you ask me, like, even five years ago, it would be different. If you ask me five years from now, it would be different once again. Because Mm -hmm. of the fact that, like, it's funny, the nostalgia is is ever-present but always changing.
1: I think what's what's most effective is when you're not taking ideas yeah. wholesale or characters or images, but you're actually taking an emotional yeah. connection to something yeah. from the past. It can be more subtle mm-hmm. and it and it lets you like be more creative. That's yeah. what rebirth actually kinda of feels like. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like the point that Ben made also where uh, you said that like even if it's bad like it's still a learning experience. Like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to tell backstories. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Well,
3: even with that action comics run, where it like it was, was kind of weird, it yeah. did evoke that emotional.
0: Yes. Yeah, I felt like I was reading period. a book from the '90s, exactly. as opposed to being and, forced to do. But
3: if someone new came into that, they would have that same experience. Yeah, they'd be like, "What?" But it would be like that same feeling that you had even back then, except mm-hmm. for the fact that in the '90s you were steeped in the idea that this is cool. Yeah. Well,
2: I think that's the idea: is that emotions don't change, ideas can, but emotions pretty much are always a constant
1: yeah but like what you
2: feel about something but it can change certainly but,
1: we're gonna feel differently about something that's nostalgic or representing an earlier time than a, than a, a kid who has no context for what that is yeah. you know they they know it feels different but they don't necessarily know mm-hmm. what it's referencing because right. it's, it's it's a, evoking a cultural moment that mm-hmm. they have no context for right, or have never encountered. But
3: in that specific instance, they would probably be having a very similar reaction to the person who remembers that moment, where being like, oh, why are you doing that? Oh, why are you doing that? I don't <laughs> even understand." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, a, it's a very similar reaction, but for different reasons. I yes. Mean, like, yeah. Again, that's in a way, it's weirdly done right. Yeah. Where like, two people are having a similar yeah. reaction to something, even without the context, necessarily. That,
0: that, I think that's the mark of a timeless work. You know, like, Dark Knight Returns, when it came out, it, like, blew the doors off of the character because everyone was so used to, like, Adam West Batman and, like, (laughs) Batman kind of being a, like low selling commodity and yeah. people being like holy shit yeah. and when you're like 13 in the year 2011 you're reading dark knight returns you you don't have the context for like how crappy batman was and how like <laughs> right. worthless he he was yeah, perceived how in the it was but you time. also are like i've never seen batman like this yeah. even now like they still like as much of a grizzled old man as batman is
2: it they still can't do it yeah. Well, some of the history is given in that book like the surroundings really do add so much to who Batman is in that story that you don't need to know a whole lot of what had happened beforehand you don't well, need no. to know about Adam West well, yeah, the story, well, that's why the story
0: works on. Uh, yeah. on, its on its own, own. yeah, yeah. But, the,
1: but the but the impact the cultural impact yeah. you're not aware of reading no but back. I think that the impact the on of meta the meta yeah aspect of
0: it. Mm-hmm. but I think the impact on the reader is seismically similar mm-hmm. even if it isn't like culturally the same. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I like. That's when, well, that's that's when you have a timeless work. But that's a different conversation. Absolutely. But let us know what you guys think in the comments down below. We'd love to hear your thoughts, and we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Comic Line. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben, and I'm Tiffany. Thanks for listening. Yeah.
1: Yes. I, I like what yeah. you said at the end there about uh, about the evoking. Uh-huh.